Hello, you little Pillsbury cookies, and welcome to episode 37 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by my lovely blogging partner, Renee. Hey, it's fall, y'all. Yay. <laughs> and our fantastic producer, Carrie. I helped our friend L break fast last night for Yom Kippur, <laughs> and that included wine. Uh-oh. That was... Oh, no. Was something. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. It was, I, I, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Even better. Awesome. This is a... I like this. This is a great... I feel like it's a tease, but I feel like that's all you got, so... It, it honestly... <laughs> it, it actually is. I mean, it's it's really probably... I don't say it's a miracle, but it's it's lucky that uh, that GBS got uploaded last night. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> it's a Yom Kippur miracle. It is a Yom Kippur miracle. <laughs> such a thing. I don't <laughs> well, anyway, we have guests. <laughs> Let's welcome Katie and Kelsey to the show. Thanks for coming on, you guys. Hey, thanks for having hey, us. Wow. We're excited. Yes, this should be good. They are the Brewer's Daughters, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yes, Brewer's Daughters. Are. Awesome. We can't wait to hear all about your guys' Instagram page and everything. So they got that going on for us. Uh, last week's episode was fun with just the three of us, but we always like having guests on whenever we can. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, if you work in the restaurant industry or have a food blog or anything related to food, let us know. We'd love to have you on the podcast. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY or send us an email at HungryNKY at gmail.com. We can also do Skype or Facebook Messenger calls, too, if you're not local and you want to be on with us. But not Zoom. I just, it's every time. I have to let everybody know. Every time. We don't do Zoom on this. People keep wanting, they keep pushing the Zoom, and it's just not as good. Yes. It's, it's not. They're just like, really why not isn't. Zoom? What's your problem with Zoom? A uh, yes. problem with Zoom is that it's... I look like trash on Zoom. Yes. I just look <laughs> old as hell. Like, so old. It shows every line in my face that I can't handle it. And, and, and don't give me this, oh, it's you got to figure out the lighting crap. Why I got to figure out the yeah, lighting crap? Yeah, why is it my problem? Right? Why I is this, do that on Skype. Why is this my problem? Yeah, Skype right? likes me just the way I am. So. <laughs> Excellent. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No double chins like how you do yeah. on Zoom. Exactly. You know? Doesn't point out all my wrinkles and fine <laughs> lines and the crow's feet I've developed in the past few years. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. We don't do that here. So, any other video platform you want to use, fine. We can do that. Carrie yeah. can do that. She's very smart. I can yes. try. <laughs> she can get it done. I yes. have full faith in her. So, what you guys been up to? Carrie, I heard you had a nice, you found us some tacos you're into. I did. So, yeah. you know, I've been railing on the tongue tacos. I can't find yes. tongue tacos, right? She's really going into tongue tacos. On and on. And cheek. Tongue and right? cheek. Right? Tongue and cheek tacos going yes. on and on on the show. Every time we talk about tacos or have yes. tacos or mention we tacos. Had, we had tacos last week and they didn't have Yeah. And, and shout out um, to, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. I, she's down there in Richmond. She's friend of GBS. Oh, Jesse? Yeah, Jesse. Sorry, I was going to call her Jamie. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Again, I blame the wine. Um, shalom. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I so so my friend, I so I'm in a band, in case people did not know this. It's a hair metal cover band. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I am a singer. Um, so I have a friend who lives in Frankfurt. So I went and, uh, before band practice on Friday, cause we practice on Friday nights in Frankfurt and I have a friend who lives in Frankfurt, just like I said. And so I met her for dinner before band practice. And so we went to this place called it's tortas and tacos, I believe, or tacos and tortas. It's on the east side, anyway, of, of Frankfurt. So we go there, and I'm looking at the board, and I'm looking, I'm like, I know I'm going to get tacos. 
what do I want? And I see lingua and I freaked out. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's lingua. So yes, here. yes, yes. And the guy behind the counter was laughing because, and he did agree, he agreed with me that you just can't find it everywhere, anywhere, right? No. And so, long story short, I was able to give Jenny some tongue because she'd never had it. So uh, that was that was a lot of fun. And and because I'm an incredibly thoughtful, nice person, I brought some home for John. Well, that's so sweet. The end. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, if Taco Bell did have it, they would have took it off their menu. Probably just like everything else. Listen, I'm still salty. <laughs> just salty. Why don't they just that up? dump the whole menu and just have something ridiculous? I did read that they're trying to bring wings to the menu at Taco Bell. That was a take early. We had that on take or leave it. Why? Why? It's Taco Bell. It's not Wing Bell. <laughs> Listen, I'm. That's my like, favorite place bring, to eat. That's or you could just bring back tacos that sense. you took off the menu. Right. Just throwing that out I'm gonna there. Fly, I'm going to fly to the border. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ooh, that should be their new slogan whenever they implement that. At patent pending, I want money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to get paid for it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Renee, what have you been into? I have literally done nothing but work. Like, no joke. Yeah, but you I went have... to a baby shower today, though. Right? I did at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was at work. So I went back to work for a co-worker's baby shower. But, yeah, no, I've literally lived at work. So hopefully... My schedule is going here in the next two weeks. It's going to line back out where my days off will be back in line with Sarah's and we can finally do stuff and it's going to be great. Yeah. And I didn't pick up any more days like a loser either. So not recommended to work all these extra days. No. Last week on the podcast, I literally just fell asleep like at the end. So <laughs> it was it was bad. I just started talking to you. <laughs> I mean, you could really, you could literally see, like, it was a switch that flipped. When the brain flipped, turned off. And it was just like, She started powering down and you could see it happen, yeah. Granny was ready for bed at 6.30. So. Can't relate. Yeah. Can't relate. Same. <laughs> nice. You guys get, any, get into anything good this past weekend or anything? Or? Kelsey. I know I was about to say, all I do is work, but I literally went to Charlotte this oh, weekend. Nice. So I have a oh, producer nice. friend who lives down there. So I was visiting him and then, of course... Any trip is an excuse to visit every brewery of possible. Course. Yeah. So we brewery hopped a lot, stopped at some of those places, and had some good food. And yeah, it was just good to get out of Kentucky for a little bit, sure, just for sure. a little break yeah. away from my job. So that was nice too. Yeah, nice. yeah and I'm hounding her the entire time because I'm stuck, quote unquote, in Kentucky. <laughs> but it was fun because it was the first UK football game, even though it didn't turn out that well. So we tailgated yeah. with family, played cornhole, but I'm hounding Kelsey the entire time saying, you better be bringing me back some some little treats, some treats. <laughs> from the breweries yeah. that you're visiting because mm-hmm. your yeah. girl needs some. Yes, yeah, so I brought some back and then I only tagged my dad in the post. I was like, oh, brought some beer back for the brewer. And she on our beer account, obviously. <laughs> and she messages me from her personal account and was like, what about me? You're on this account. Like, obviously. You I just didn't want to be left out, beer. okay? I was having massive FOMO last weekend. So at least you got to really I did. embrace. I did. The adventure. Brew culture, yes. 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 Yeah. Nice. You got to bring back those drinky treats. That's yes. very <laughs> important. back plenty. <laughs> it sounds like a fun weekend. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I also worked, like, pretty much this entire time since the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But... I did end up hitting up Burger Week some this past week. Oh, yeah. That was a, a little surprise, like, ooh, we're having Burger Week next week. Yeah. So, 
I did that. I had four burgers, I think, total. Ooh. Yeah. That might have been too many. <laughs> never. <laughs> never enough. <laughs> it always sounds week. like a good idea. And then you're like, oh, no. Like that was a lot of burgers. <laughs> it was too many burgers. But I had the PB&J Brie Bacon mm. Burger from the Drakes and Brandon Crossing. I actually talked to a bunch of people that had that. And they, I didn't hear anybody have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. It wasn't too heavy on the peanut butter or like the jelly. It had like a strawberry bacon jam on it. Mm. But it had brie cheese too, but they kind of got lost in the shuffle. It's already not like a very flavorful cheese anyway, but it looked cool. Uh, (laughs) So I guess that counts for something. Uh, I had the Uptown Mushroom Swiss Burger from Burger 5. It was good. I like a mushroom Swiss Burger though. So if you're not into it, that's probably not one you'd be into. It also had fried shallots on it. (laughs) You know, I feel about onions. (laughs) Not good. But uh, the BLT burger from Harry's Palmar, it was fine. It was my least favorite, probably. I wish it had cheese. It didn't have any cheese on it. But But BLT doesn't have cheese on it. Yeah, true. So, I mean... Yeah. But if it's on a burger, you just, just got to throw it in for them. You just got to throw it in sometimes. I'm going to be so bad at this. <laughs> and then I rounded out the week with the F2020 burger from Stella's Kentucky Deli. And that one was really good. I that called had, that one. That yeah. had the, grippo, the grippos on it, right? It yes. had the grippos. It had pulled pork. It had beer cheese. Beer cheese and yeah. molasses barbecue sauce and grippos and pickles. Yeah. Oh, it was like really a solid good. Kentucky uh, burger right yes. there. <laughs> yeah. It was very much Kentucky. And there wasn't like, like there wasn't a huge heaping thing of pulled pork that overtook it or anything. It was just a little dabble. The chips get a little bit lost, but they're kind of soggy by the time you get it home. And I live on the complete other side of town from Stella's. Mm. So, but you know, I always like chips on there. I was yeah. there. wasn't upset that right. they were there. Mm-hmm. And then when I wasn't eating burgers, I went back to over the Waterford uh, neighborhood to their clubhouse and got Hillbilly Hibachi again. Mm. It's a it's a hibachi Still food truck from that. Eastern Kentucky. Oh, yes. That, they give you a lot of food. Too. A ridiculous yeah. amount of food. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, they make like they're very popular, like in Pikeville and Louisa and like that whole area. And they never come over here, but they've been coming to Lexington the past, well, not the past couple of weeks. They've been here twice. Mm-hmm. And um, they always show up there and they get huge lines. But yeah, they give you a ton of food. It's like 13 ish dollars, but you get a bunch of meat, a bunch of rice, noodles, veggies, and it's like an entire to go thing, just heaping full. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Sounds right up my yeah, alley. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was really good. Always sure. represent Eastern yeah. Kentucky. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we hear that they're coming. Uh, I had reached out to him to let me know, and he's going to start making sure that we have an idea. So when we know, we'll be putting that out there for anybody that wants to give that a shot. And actually, that uh, clubhouse at the Waterford, wherever that subdivision is, off of Clearwater Mm -hmm. and like Man of War, actually had a lot of stuff this time, too, like like a big block party. They had live music. They had Pasta Garage, Salsaritas, Hillbilly Hibachi. Mad Scoops ice cream, uh, West Sixth, mm-hmm. like all kinds of people. There. there was a ton of people there, but masked up pretty much for the most part. You know <laughs> that whole deal. But it's not my neighborhood. But I'll drive over there and act like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? They don't know I don't live there. So. Now they do. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops! Don't listen to this Waterford subdivision. <laughs> it's not for you. <laughs> all right. Well, seems like everybody's been. 
up to the pretty good stuff. So let's go ahead and move on to our interview with the Burr's daughters. So yeah. I'll let Renee do that one. She's our interview friend. <laughs> okay. So hold on, just yes. real, real quick. So <laughs> you produce at KYT. I I'm, do. I'm trying to get my head around this, right? I do. You're, do, do so do you often, because I'm trying to get her to talk into the microphone, sorry, y'all. That's okay. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's because I'm behind the camera. I never have to do this. Right. <laughs> but don't you have to like, aren't you on getting on Sam Dick to, to come on? Well, it's Bill Bryant. Because <laughs> ah, so, okay. I'm the morning show. Okay, so yeah, I'm yeah. always in Bill Bryant's ear. Yeah, just so like, like telling a he- what to headset thing. Yeah, is that the where headset. Your so I never have to like lean in. I'm okay, always just like gotcha. sitting back in my chair. Well, it was it wasn't necessarily the talking in the microphone. Is like the the direct like. I guess I was just pictured in my head you sitting in the booth, like being like me and mm-hmm. being like, talk it down. Oh, oh, I, I do a lot of hand motions yeah. and literally no one could see me. And now with COVID, we're in a little like cage box situation that's separated from our director. So it's even more so no one can see or hear me. And I'm just acting like a crazy person. So just who nothing, knows new. nothing new. Nothing new. <laughs> okay. So then you understand where I'm coming yes, from. With absolutely. This. Excellent. Absolutely. I just, I just wanted Makes to, total sense. I wanted I wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was funny. That's really funny. Well, jelly about your job, by the way. Anyway, how how did you guys come up with the name Brewer's Daughters? So I actually started this account when I turned 21 because, and it was a private account, private Instagram account, because my mom didn't want me posting pictures with alcohol or beer on my main Instagram. So our family wouldn't see it because we're from a dry county originally mm-hmm. so it's like a let's not talk about it if we don't have to kind of situation yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like okay fine I'll make a private Instagram account and I'll just post it all there as if anyone's gonna ever see it no and so I was like oh my dad's a brewer and I'm his daughter the brewer's daughter so it just originally was just the brewer's daughter and it was like that for a few years and it really wasn't until like six months ago, maybe. Like not even not May. Even. In yeah, May. April, beginning of May. During COVID, when I was like, "Hey, sis, you want to <laughs> hop on this with me?" And so, because I finally was like, "I'm 24 years old. I'm a full grown up now. <laughs> I'm gonna make this public, and there is nothing my mom can say about it." But she's been very supportive. Yes, so, she has. Which we were very excited about. Mm-hmm. So you're of drinking age. I know yeah. exactly. Yes. I'm well, well past. Age. Well, and she still doesn't yes. like it. I'm about to be 30 in a couple months. And it's just like, do we really need to post this? But, you know, she's loving. She's supportive now. Yes, she's gotten a lot better. It's grown on her. Yes. I think because she knows people from our hometown follow it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that dad has two breweries now. And yeah. so yeah. it's, it's kind of secret. like. No, it's not a secret. <laughs> everyone knows this is happening. So. So tell us about your dad's breweries mm-hmm. so the first one um was opened in 2016 that's in louisville and it's called old louisville brewery and okay. we have 12 taps all of those are beer that my dad makes dad is the only brewer there okay. so it varies um from blondes to a hellas beer to ipas to porters to stouts and we only have a five barrel system so it allows us to be able to experiment a little bit more and if something goes wrong it's not the end of the world however kind of is to dad because he's still a teacher so he drives up on the weekends to brew 
Yeah, this is his actual last year of teaching before he retires. Oh, okay. So oh, then, then he'll, he'll get to go. do full time. Yeah, full time. That's awesome. yeah. Um, and so that's been open, like I said, since 2016. And then in 2019, end of February, beginning of March, we opened up our second location in Shelbyville, which is called the Barrel Room. Oh, okay. And so it's right on Main Street. And we have 24 taps there. Half of them is Old, Old Louisville Brewery beer. The other half are guest taps. But we also have now 80 different types of bourbon. Um, we have vodka, gin, tequila. And we can do kind of like basic mixed drinks as well. Mm-hmm. So it gives it a little bit more variety. If you don't strictly like beer, you can also sure. kind of go to the spirits as well. Which the people of Shelby Do you guys help <laughs> out with the... In the- mm-hmm. Yeah, so whenever... Um, our original location in Louisville first opened up. We were working there every day, all the time, driving yeah. from Mount Vernon or Lexington to work. And then um, when Shelbyville opened, we kind of helped with the remodeling process, cleaning all of that up. Because my uncle and my dad did everything by hand in relationship to flipping um, the buildings. Yeah. And so then last year, I was um, the tapper manager for Shelbyville and then Kelsey also. Yeah, I would come up on sometimes Thursdays through Saturdays mm-hmm. and help work. And so I was going to work a Thursday shift and then I would drive into KYT to do my overnight <laughs> mm-hmm. producing shift. And I did that a few times and I was like, all right, we got to we yeah, back, back on that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. lot. That is a lot. But yeah. yeah, I mean, when the family businesses first open, you got to. Yeah, everybody's kind of yeah, all hands, hands on, on deck. deck. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Now, how long has uh, your dad been making beer? Since we were babies. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Did he start out with one of those like homemade kits? That's how a lot of people yep. start out mm-hmm. when they get yeah. the little kit that has everything in it. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. that's what he did. Since he's a science teacher, he kind of gravitated towards the science concepts of brewing beer. And so sure. um, he's been brewing for 27 years now. Yeah. And so most of it was obviously home brewing. And mm-hmm. then in the past four years, he's been doing it on a quote unquote larger scale. Take five <laughs> barrels for what you will. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a larger scale as well. So He's kind of been able to, like we said, experiment a lot more with home brewing, but then translate that into um, the bigger aspect mm-hmm. as well. We always tell people, or I always tell people, the smell of my childhood is hops. <laughs> because I would I wake think up. That's fair at this point. Yeah. I would yeah. wake up on the weekend and I would smell it and I'd be like, oh, dad's brewing beer today, which is always <laughs> great news for me because we're not allowed in the kitchen, which means yep. dad's making lunch for you. So oh. it was <laughs> like perks better. all around. It's a win win. Yeah. <laughs> <It's great>. Absolutely. <laughs> no kidding. So what made you want to start, like I'm calling it, is it a, really a blog? Is that kind of what I mean, Instagram account see, or? I don't know. Social media account, I yeah, would just sure. say. Yeah. 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 What made you want to start that about, about beer? Well, so again, like I said, the original purpose was just so I could post about my beer adventures privately for a select few amount of people to see. But then once I made it public, it was more so to showcase you know local breweries and what's going on here in Lexington and also around Kentucky and then once we started going on we went on a little Christmas beer vacation and so that was I think right after that was when I was kind of like oh maybe we could expand this a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know we went to Asheville things. that was the first time yeah. we had been to Asheville North Carolina and it was yeah, great yeah. Oh, epic yeah, yeah. epic yeah. of yeah. course <laughs> everyone knows that <laughs> yes but so since then um we've like I said tried to use it as an opportunity to showcase local craft breweries and things like that but also to advocate for you know diversity within the industry um and that's diversity and inclusion, and inclusion as well yeah mm-hmm. so we just and we talk about mental health we do a lot of different things like that 
with a beer focus. Yes, because <laughs> beer helps us get through pretty much any aspect or yeah. experience oh, yeah. that's happening. And it brings people together. So it's something that's been a part of our lives since, I mean, we were babies. And sure. so it's mm-hmm. a way we can connect with other people about other topics in a way that they're going to want to. Mm-hmm. they're going to want to come to the table yeah, and there's beer involved. Yeah, more comfortable doing that <laughs> yeah. because anytime you kind of think of craft beer, you think of a relaxed atmosphere, not something super uptight. And so being able to talk about kind of difficult topics and issues, especially that are controversial in today's environment, mm-hmm. if you have beer along with it, it kind of realizes, okay, everybody's fine. We need to just work through the problems, work through the difficulties and injustices that are occurring. But if you have a beer along the way, you know, it people... It takes the tension out. Yeah, it takes yeah. the tension yeah. out and kind makes get everybody people relaxed. more ground yeah 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 Yeah. um do you have any particular favorite I mean of course your dad's spots are going to be your favorite (laughs) but outside of that do you have any um particular spots that you all like to go to or Mm. would highly recommend (laughs) well anyone who follows our Instagram knows we are always at West Six constantly especially when they have our favorite and iconic strawberry kolsch yes i (laughs) really am trying to hoard that for the winter because that is just an iconic beer it's so good i'm obsessed with it but wessex we're i mean we have just always loved all the bartenders there and Mm -hmm. they're always i mean one of them is my next door neighbor now so (laughs) we're like friends with all of them and so it's just a very comfortable environment um Mm -hmm. very welcoming we really also enjoy um rock house while it's starting to be kind of new over the pandemic they've really I think elevated their beer game with Mm -hmm. different varieties and different styles that they're doing and kind of playing around with a lot of New England's but also flavor varieties and so we've really enjoyed going there shout Mm -hmm. out to Sean who does all of the can work and all the artwork for that yeah Yeah. he's bartender big beard awesome guy (laughs) but cider wise I'm a huge cider girl Mm -hmm. so wise bird is tip top of my list um they've just really elevated the cider game and what all that encompasses and includes um I would be there every weekend if I could but <laughs> she would she would sometimes I am yeah, also true <laughs> well, what what um I didn't write this question down but what would make a place be a top pick for you what do you guys look for as far as like a really cool place to go well and I guess it's kind of, it can be different, especially during the pandemic, because yes. every brewery is looking very different right now and just mm-hmm. things that they do. So I guess on a regular scale, I mean, one of the reasons why we like West Six so much, and honestly, sometimes it comes down to an aesthetic yeah. <laughs> point, um, but just the atmosphere, the layout, the music, mm-hmm. we love that. Um, oh, big open spaces, we yes. really appreciate. Mm-hmm. So how they can mm-hmm. open their like garage doors, oh, yeah, no, and fun. you can have if you're dog friendly. That's a pump. Mm-hmm. We don't have we don't dogs, have a dog unfortunately, but, but we, we love support. see them. <laughs> yes, we love to pet your dogs, so we love seeing that as an option. And also, if like the bartenders kind of treat you like you're a friend, even if you don't know them, you know it's very personable. Conversation starts, and the one reason why we really appreciated West Six in the beginning is because um, that those were some of the first female bartenders that we were exposed to in the beer industry Mm -hmm. so Caitlin and Olivia and Delia um, those were kind of like the OGs for us and so they also we saw somebody like us behind the bar Mm -hmm. that wasn't while they're gorgeous they (laughs) wasn't just a pretty face they knew what they they knew the concepts they Mm -hmm. knew the ins and outs Caitlin is working continuously working on her um, Cicerone certificate yeah so, oh, wow. so cool. mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's one thing also that drives where we go because you can make the best beer in the world but if you feel uncomfortable being there and like you're excluded there's no really point in going back and yeah. so if you don't like the environment and feel comfortable you're not 
gonna want to like you said go back and so I agree with the whole Mm -hmm. having female bartenders who know what they're talking about but then also having an entire staff who makes you feel welcome and comfortable Mm -hmm. is super important to us and so that's what we tried to do as well at our dad's breweries whenever we worked there and the majority of Lexington breweries do have that inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, they are making you feel comfortable. But that's kind of our first experience with Craft Brew because West Six is one of the first up on the scene in Lexington as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, sure. Um, do you? What are your uh, go-to beers? What are your favorites? Well, of course, Strawberry Qualsh. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of out of your comfort zone of yes. styles of beer that you usually drink. Yeah, it was. I remember when I first... Because so, I'm, I'm an IPA girl, so I have a... I have a hot vine on my arm, so (laughs) we take it very seriously. (laughs) um, um, So, yeah, I'm I'm an IPA girl for sure. Double IPA, you know, New England's, whatever. I'm all about those. But Mm -hmm. then, yeah, the Colch, whenever that came out, I don't know what it was, but... It just kind of hit you in the heart. It hit me right because that that Kolsch is as bad as light as you can get in term in yeah. terms of style mm-hmm. of beer. Have you right? had the strawberry one she's no, talking about? I, I haven't. And really? now oh, now you have now, now I'm going to go. Yes. They have is it cans? They have they cans. Have cans. Yeah, they have cans, and then they have it on draft as well. But so. I think it's almost out. Yeah, it's it's seasonal. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like somebody me. bought it all. Oh, tell about. So there was a meeting at West Six over the pandemic about. Um, purchases and customers you know who have really supported them because they were doing curbside at that Mm -hmm. time and so Mm -hmm. they were like oh we're gonna play a little game of trivia and so one of the questions was (laughs) who has made the most purchases who has made who's had the most online orders this past month (laughs) and it was Kelsey (laughs) I think Olivia's the one who guessed it and I was just like because Chris my neighbor who works there guessed my dad Mm -hmm. and then Olivia guessed me and she was like I won (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look, I could be embarrassed or I could be proud. And I'm going to be proud be about proud. it. <laughs> be loud and proud about it, for yeah. sure. We yeah. we usually have West Six IPA yeah. um, mm-hmm. in the beer fridge. And I think that I drink it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid beer it to is. continuously yeah. drink. It's hard to keep stock up. Well, it yeah. really is. And that's that's kind of like in, in the beer fridge. There are many, many selections in their beer fridge. Um, <laughs> yes. But two of our kind of IP staples here at the fort are uh Ryan Guy's Truth and yeah. uh West Six IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It probably is the first IPA I actually really liked cuz mm-hmm. it took me a long time to be like really into IPAs, you know. They have a She's still working. They have a flavor I'm still working. See, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you these low yeah. these low-cal IPAs are good. I have I have preached um cuz on Girls Beer Sports I've been reviewing them trying to review Mm -hmm. as many as that i that i can find because that's like the thing now right it's what everybody's making but what i've been telling people is if you don't like ipas you're trying to get into ipas the locale ipa is the way to go because there's a little bit of bitterness you get that Mm -hmm. little bit of bitterness and hoppiness but it's not gonna like blow your palate Mm -hmm. out right and usually the like abv is really like like three yeah four percent oh yeah yeah it's yeah. a, a little too low for my. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because I got, I got some Voodoo Ranger over oh, here. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah yep, in the nice. in the beer fridge. So you're, you're looking at like six, mm. seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. my speed. More my speed. Well, that's how I'm just now starting um, opening up to IPAs. I can do 
most New England, so the hazy oh, yeah. because it's not, you know, super bitter. Yeah. Me too. And that's why I've really enjoyed Rock House over the past, like, six months because they're cranking out those New Englands. And I'm like, yes, give them all to me. So <laughs> so how do you all feel about this kind of trend with all the milkshakes and, the, mm. and all that kind of, that kind of, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I hate, I always hesitate to use the word gimmicky beer because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily gimmicky. And I mm-hmm. get it. Breweries want to experiment. You know, you're trying to, to do whatever and it's your brewery. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that kind of seems to be, like, the thing now with mm-hmm, the, all mm-hmm. the milkshakes and real thick, like, fruit beers, which oh. I am a fan of, yeah, right? But, um, yeah, how do y'all feel kind of about those? I enjoy the milkshakes, especially, mm-hmm. like, Milkshake New England's or milkshakes, specifically just IPAs. I had my first milkshake probably two years ago in Cincinnati at Braxton Labs. Ooh, like um, and... They had a plethora of milkshakes, but they weren't full milkshakes because the lactose in there, you couldn't see. It wasn't like that cloudy, kind of hazy, milky-ish mm-hmm. like they normally are. But if you make a milkshake properly, I really, really enjoy those. Now, Kelsey. I know. <laughs> There's something about the lactose. I just mm-hmm. don't want it in my beer. And that, I mean, if you like it, that's fine, but it's just not my personal favorite. I know Dad, um, last year, he made one just mm-hmm. for fun. That was good. It was good, but it wasn't heavy. It didn't have like... And it didn't have enough lactose in it because it he wasn't not. happy with it. He's like, oh, this isn't what But I it was wanted. like a fruit and milkshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it, it had like raspberry, mm-hmm. blueberry, and then a, l- a hint of lactose. But <laughs> just like, let's just keep that in my coffee. Like, I don't want any lactose. Anything that reminds me of like milk, uh-huh. I don't want it in my mm-hmm. beer. What, mm-hmm. how, how do y'all feel about sours? We, yeah, we can roll with some sours. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, I'm trying to, I'm still not totally on the sour train. Neither I just, boss. I'm not a huge sour. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a good sour. Now, mm-hmm. now, John, the CFO, he is, I mean, he wants that jaw locking. Oh. Right? I can't yeah. get on, I can't yeah. get on board with I'm that. I'm into that, yeah. Um, you know, we've <laughs> the been. More sour, the more sour, the better, yeah. On, on Saturdays, we've been splitting the raffle beers, um, and that's been actually a lot of fun. And there was a couple last week that it was just, I was just that's too sour. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do did it. Did you have a sour yesterday on GBS? I did the Marion Berry from Rogue. Yeah, um, mm. but it was tart. It, I didn't consider it sour. It mm. was. It was. It was. Yeah. Tar- it was tart. It wasn't sour. Mm. I can't. Yeah. I just. I can't do those like blow your face off sours <laughs> like the sour warhead type oh, of thing. Oh, I just. Right? I love now. sour like candy anyway. Like mm-hmm. I love Sour Patch Kids. I love mm-hmm. warheads. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, anything like my mouth sour. water right now. Like yeah, I love that stuff. But. Sours were like how I pretty much really started getting into craft beer because I was like, okay, this is tart. Sometimes they're a little bit sweet. And I used to always love, you know, the clench in the back of your jaw, uh-uh, like yeah. mouth puckering. But now I can't do those as much. I think because I that's all I drank for two or three mm-hmm. years was strictly sours. Just yeah, kind of burn out on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So now yeah. I can do a sour, especially if I mix it with like an IPA. And okay. so I do like three-fourths IPA and then like the other fourth sour. And that's okay. really how... It hits for me a bit. You're getting on the sour train. I am on the sour train (laughs) because there's a spectrum. So there's like Mm -hmm. Berliners, there's Gozas, Mm -hmm. there's, and then there's just straight sours. Mm -hmm. And so I like to compare the tropical Gozas all over Lexington because Mm -hmm. almost every brewery has one now. So I've been like bopping around and trying all of them and it's an adventure, let me tell you. (laughs) But that's just one thing I really like is you know, seeing, and it's helped me develop my palate and also learn more about beer in general, Mm -hmm. because now I can kind of tell, I'm like, okay, well, this is not as tart as it probably should be, or Mm -hmm. it's 
really up there. You left that in the fermenter a little too long. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we had um, here a few shows back. We went to Mr. Brew's Tap House oh. and we done a cookie, Girl Scout cookie and beer pairing. Yes. Is there, uh, and that turned out mm-hmm. pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any type of food or anything that you guys like to pair your beer with? Or anytime that you're drinking beer, you're like, oh, I have to have this food wise. Let me be the first yeah. one. And then you can be devil's advocate after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, um, we both kind of feel the same way. For us, it's sometimes hard to drink beer and pair it with food, depending on the style of beer. But my dad just homebrewed um, a basil beer, so it's okay. considered like a herb beer in the category. Yeah, I see your face right now. Well, because <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. And I, I saw that on your all's Instagram page, mm-hmm. and my first thought was the worst beer I have ever had in my whole entire life mm-hmm. was a Thai basil beer in Tuscaloosa, oh. Alabama. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. If I could have drain poured it, I would have. <laughs> it was that bad. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I didn't want to disparage the beer <laughs> because, you know, but I, I just... I, I, Flashbacks. I, I, I was taken <laughs> back to that sitting there and going, why did I order this? <laughs> well, this one, um, and I think it probably played a huge difference because that one was Thai basil. So this one was basil fresh out of dad's garden. So he got to use all of the local ingredients. And you got it a lot um, on the nose, on the front. In, but as you tasted it, it was very subtle, just very, very hint of spice, kind of like um, a saison, mm-hmm. for example. And so I paired that with pasta in an Italian dish, and I liked it. I thought it was good. I know. I still haven't tried it, but I know your friend really enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. So it definitely depends on what you pair it with, but I can't really... Well, same way with like bourbon. Like yeah. certain bourbons yes. pair better with, mm-hmm. with, with food type thing. I know a lot of people like like pretzels. Like, you know, like yes. a pair of pretzels tend to go pretty mm-hmm. good with uh, Yeah, bar with food for sure. Stuff yeah. like that. But well, snick snack. I will say McUltra and pizza <laughs> is unmatched. <laughs> unmatched. I had over the weekend and my dad, he'll shake his head sometimes because I'll walk in with like a six pack of McUltra and he's like, I was like, I'm just trying to hydrate before I start the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's beer flavored water. Exactly. Yes. I mean, you know, I got a I got a 24 uh, Modelo back there. Modelo is delicious. I've never had Modelo. Oh. I've had it once, and it's not bad. Super cold. Yeah. It's really good. It really is. It's your taco mm-hmm. eating beer. It is yeah. my taco. Yep. It's, yeah. my, it's my go-to tongue beer. <laughs> <laughs> good old tongue and Well, beer. I think it's hard for us, too, because, well, whenever we eat something, that's, like, heavy on your stomach, and then if you just pour, you know, like, a ton of beer on it that's also makes it heavy so i think yeah, yeah. and then i'll just i'm down for the count yep. that. Yeah. nap time yeah. or clock out and yes. that's not what we like to we do. Don't do that we like it to be an all-day it's experience. an all-day event yes it's, exactly. it's a marathon, right. a marathon. <laughs> yes that's exactly right yeah <laughs> well taking the fact that we are in the time of the year that we're in we're in fall time yes right um there are people out there that are searching for the perfect fall beer do you all have any recommendations of some good ones people can give it give and if you say pumpkin you can just leave. <laughs> oh no no don't not on the i was afraid frame. that that's what you are were expecting Wanting. with pumpkin beer and no. i was like oh man no, i don't know no, about no, that no, now you had one not long ago i popped my pumpkin cherry but you know i'm not an advocate of pumpkin beer i just I don't it's no mm-hmm. <laughs> so please yes Continue. Continue. <laughs> yes. Well, Katie's actually drinking um, Country Boys Keeneland Fall Ale, which they just canned a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. It's super, super good. It, 
my my friend Olivia described it the best. She's like, I don't know what fall tastes like, but it's in this can. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. It's, it's light enough that you can drink a couple of them and not feel too heavy, but it just, mm-hmm. it tastes like fall. And that's another thing. We describe beer in ways that like aren't the most, you know. High tech. High or, tech. <laughs> um, but we describe the ways people might understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think that's what people are looking for too, because mm-hmm. not everybody understands like the lingo, mm-hmm. the craft beer and lingo yeah. and yeah. putting it in like simpler yeah like i mean you don't like name and all name on you know citro mosaic all that you know all the hops and Mm. all that kind of stuff people just want to say it tastes like fall yeah Yeah. (laughs) here you go yeah one that's what i do for a living i literally it's my job to make people understand words (laughs) and understand what things mean so i'm like let's just translate this over into craft beer and see how it goes but yeah the keelan fall for sure um blue stallion and pivot just did a collab um with blue stallions you damn skippy and then pivots um gingham (laughs) cider and thing with like a peanut butter porter i think is great for fall as well because Mm -hmm. porters are still not as heavy as a stout and so as it gets cooler you kind of want something that warms you up a little bit more and Mm -hmm. i think porters and for me personally peanut butter porters will really do the trick and your damn skippy is one of the best ones out and i'll I'll say your damn skippy i don't care sue me it's fine yes (laughs) um no and i think i think it's that you made a really good point too and we're gonna have to go to our our topic here in just a second but i'm having fun talking about beer i'm sorry we commandeered this interview yeah Yeah. sorry no this is fantastic yeah and i'm sorry i'm sorry renee if i've usurped your your your, your questions or whatever um (laughs) oh but but because there is a distinction between porters and stouts and Mm -hmm. i don't think people realize that especially if you're just getting into beer or whatever because they just see dark Mm -hmm. right and they're like oh that's gonna be so heavy but that's not true right Mm -hmm. your damn skippy is only like 5.5 percent most porters are are under six percent most of the time Mm -hmm. so you know you can you can have several of them and not either feel full or be like on the floor or whatever they're 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 thinner lighter right but they still have a that nice kind of uh flavor that you're looking for in a dark beer like, like a, a roasty kind roasty of flavor that's chocolatey not, heavy. not he- yep. that's not heavy exactly mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes is there <laughs> something that you've that you've drank because you all have tried all kinds of stuff right yes is there something that's kind of surprised you that you went into it thinking there's no way i'm gonna like this i'm gonna try it anyway but you ended up really liking that it. that basil beer well, going back to what my dad makes, because obviously we try a ton of his stuff. Um, a few years ago, he made a sour cherry porter. And I was like, oh, what's this going to be like? Because like I said, if I drink a porter, it's usually only going to be um, a peanut butter one because it has less coffee notes and I'm not a big coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. And so he made a sour cherry porter and it was top, top, top notch. Not puckering sour, but you kind of get like that tartness and that mm-hmm. bite at the end with mm-hmm. just a little bit of cherry that did not taste like cough medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, that's good. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. So it was solid and uh-huh. I was really hesitant and then he brought me uh, just a howler and I was like, bring me more because this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I need more than that. We went to Monic recently a few, like a month ago maybe. Mm-hmm. We were up there. Um, in Louisville. In Louisville. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and they had, was it a coffee blonde? Mm-hmm. And I... I hate blondes. I just don't like them. I don't like how they taste. That's more your speed. That's yep, that's me. <laughs> but they had a coffee blonde. I'm a big coffee girl. So I was like, okay, we're going to give it a chance. And I really wasn't hopeful because I think I might have even tried just a sip of it You did. You first. just got a five ounce. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we'll see how it goes. Obsessed. <laughs> I was like, I need six crawlers of this right now. And they were like, 
okay, we don't have enough to like give you a crowler. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just take the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, any, we'll just pack it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just put it in the put it in the car. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> fine. So any honestly, any blonde, I'm not ever excited about. But that was and usually any blonde that I've tried, I don't really love. Mm-hmm. So whenever I got that one, I was like. Actually, kind of shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's, that's cool. I was actually just going to ask you guys what your least favorite beer is. Obviously, I'm going to say blondes. <laughs> blondes or ciders? Yeah, you're not big. Can't stand it. Because she says um, for ciders, either they're too sweet or they remind her of wine, and she does not like wine at all. Uh, Especially Wisebirds does. Mm. Yeah. yeah, mine would be stouts for sure, and then I'm, um, any I'm IPAs over like IBU of 65, which I know is really specific but I've tried them in that range and I know what my cutoff is of too hoppy and so which is why the New Englands fit me so well so yeah don't like I agree with you I drank one too many uh stouts once and it it didn't end well and I (laughs) did not drink dark beer for years Mm -hmm. I'm just now getting back to drinking porters so oh there you go he's back into it Those, those New England IPAs are juicy Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That word to describe beer, <laughs> I just, you know, I get it. Or which, dank. Yeah, yes. dank, dank. Yeah. yeah. So I really want to drink something that's dank, like a like yeah. a, like a a basement from the 1970s, yes. right? Shag carpet and all, yeah. you know? Yes. Yep. Hey, I mean, I do use the word dank quite a bit. It's never really to describe uh, beer, though. So. <laughs> Is it still in a negative context, then? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Most of the things I say are in a negative context. So. Same. <laughs> yeah, it makes Renee blush. So. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so let's uh, ease on into America's favorite segment, Everybody Tries. Yay! So, while I was uh, out at the store last week looking for some fall-themed treats, I came across these interesting cookies, and they just screamed fall. Mm-hmm. They are Pillsbury um, pumpkin. Let me remember. Pillsbury pumpkin cookies with cream cheese flavored chips. That's a really okay. mouthful. And I are you sure it, it said chips or chip? Because I got one <laughs> got, chip. You got a chip? <laughs> Listen, I didn't yeah, I form one. the dough. I didn't. I wasn't the one that put one chip in it. Well, I literally got one lousy chip in his cookie. <laughs> I mean, it's a fine cookie. Yeah. I mean, they were good. And it's also the kind of dough. It doesn't have eggs in it, I guess. So you could actually, like, eat them raw, too. Mm. And I might have eaten one or two of these raw. Well, that's where all the chips went. Yeah, I ate them all. I said, yeah. I don't want Carrie to have any chips. So I'm going to eat all, all the ones with chips, multiple chips in them. I'm going to leave her with one chip. But I mean, honestly, sometimes the cookie dough is better than a cookie. I would, I would agree. say that in this case. Like, these mm-hmm. were good baked, but eating the dough on its own, it just tasted like eating like a big pumpkin roll. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and I love roll. me some pumpkin rolls. Yeah. I get a swig of this, though, because I do not eat or drink sweet stuff really ever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that is sweet. It is quite <laughs> it is, it is pretty sweet. Yeah, back. it is yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> so, you know, I thought it'd be a little bit different actually having to make something and like bring it here. Mm-hmm. But, All right. you know, because I formed the dough myself from Pillsbury. I went to Pillsbury and made it. <laughs> <laughs> Did well, not it even done. looks fall. It's Doesn't got kind it? of like yeah. that yeah. dark orange-ish tan. spooky. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's It could be like a little pumpkin. See, yeah. it's, a, it's a damn shame these weren't Keebler, because you know I worked at the Keebler factory. Did I, I know that? I was, no, I, I, was a, know I, was, I was a muffin packer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, we did not know that. <laughs> I think I did, because I think muffin packing came up before. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> you were a little ill? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> 
Wow, that sounds a little too dank for this podcast. So. <laughs> Let's move yes. off that subject. Oh, I could go danker. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yes. You're going to embarrass wow. Renee. It's our speed. <laughs> She's too sensitive Positivity. for this stuff. She listens to GBS. She knows this. I do this. listen to GBS. And she listens at her own risk. So, <laughs> now it's time for America's second favorite segment, uh, Renee's Reports. Yeah. This is where Renee tells us about we'll things going on around town. Yes. So, got a couple of things for you guys. So, Maria is having a Halloween hot air balloon glow. So, usually they have the Spoon Bread Festival, which is usually kind of about this time of the year. And when they've had to cancel because of COVID... And they always have a hot air balloon glow as kind of the kickoff thing for the Spoon Bread Festival. So since they didn't get to do that, they're doing a Halloween thing. So it's going to be 9 to 10 hot air balloons will be stationed throughout Berea along a designated route around about dusk time and you drive through. And there will also be prepackaged candy stops along the way that people in the community are kind of getting together and, and doing that so you can stop and get your kids some candy and then you'll be able to see the lit up balloons it'd be really cool um it's happening on halloween not only and it's from seven to nine so that seems that's that's a because yeah. something a little Fun different and cute yeah um there is also going to be a new common market that is coming to lexington at the end of october which i'm super excited about it's called gray line gray line was an old bus stop station building that they're turning into um it's a shopping area, but it's going to have food. It's going to have different booths of different shops and stuff. And they're going to have uh, event space. They're going to have office space you can rent. And it's, it's going to be kind of cool. If you are a vendor of any sort or you do some sort of crafting and you don't have the money to start a brick and mortar or start a business, you can actually rent a booth for a month if you want to and be able to sell your product and stuff that way you don't have to pay for all that overhead but you can also have a permanent space in there like north lime coffee and donuts they're moving they're closing mm-hmm. their original location and they're moving they're on north lime but they're going to be moving in there permanently the space is going to be bigger than what they had before also wilson's grocery which is one of our favorites is going to have a sandwich station in there so and there's gonna be other things that that it's gonna it's gonna come out. What all's gonna be so in there? It's kind of kind of be like the food barn at Fritz Farm was a little bit, a little bit. Kind of. And they're kind of basing it off of something that was in Boston. So it's gonna be like yeah, a yeah. like a like a like, like a an indoor market. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Finley Market type of place up in yeah. Cincinnati it's or something huge. like that. Just old brick building. And inside, inside space is really cool looking from the pictures that I've seen. I'm excited to see how all this turns mm-hmm. out. Awesome. So. Yeah, so that's that's coming. And then uh, last thing I've got for you is one of our favorite restaurants has closed. And I was really bummed when I saw oh, this. Oh, yeah. I was like, which one? Oh, I yeah, DeRay Markham released a statement that Hayden's Stockyard Eatery that was located inside the Bluegrass Stockyards. I never got to know. It was so good. It was so good. We loved going there. Now you can still get her delicious food through her catering company that's called DeRay and Friends. Man, those Bummer. little I hush wish. puppies. Those, little, those were so good. Their biscuits and that thing. jam. Yeah. Oh, dang. I had a good burger, too. Man. Yeah. I'm, oh, I I'm sorry. That. Well, now I'm sorry I didn't get to go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's my fault. I mean, really you did have to go to a stockyard to eat there. But, you know, but it's a kind, but you it's get a cool past place. the barnyard smell. And the food is really good. So that's well, true. But it's a go. cool place that's something that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. And that's where the fun place is. Well, that's a bummer. Well, you can still read about it on our blog. 
Because yes. we know. did an interview with them. We so. did. Yeah. And most of the people we don't interview with is closer to us. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should <laughs> stop this. <laughs> What's that mean to us then? No, <laughs> not this podcast. Right. No, just, 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 the just, just the blog. Just the blog. Okay. Just the blog. Yeah. Not the Everyone podcast. Everyone on this podcast is still Still is well. holding strong. We're screwed. All right. Well, yeah. those were all good. I enjoy it. I'm actually really looking forward to that. We're all good line. except the last one. <laughs> well, you R- know. R.I.P. Memories. Oh, no. Rip. Thanks for your contribution to society. Yeah. Clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, mosey on into this week's podcast question, which is not food related this time, but it's still one of my favorite subjects. Yes. I probably talk about it too much around people who do not care, but <laughs> we're fast approaching October. It's America's spookiest month. So yes. we decided to ditch the food question this time and head in a different, more appropriate question. Do you like scary movies? And if so, which ones are your favorite? We all know that I have an affinity for horror. I mean, I talk about it constantly. Did I watch a movie last week that freaked me out so bad that five minutes later I started crying? Yes. Are you serious? Did I love it? <laughs> Hell yes. Oh my God. I want to watch it again, but I'm scared. <laughs> it's not even that it's scary. It was just like so suspenseful. I just mm. I literally on the edge of my seat the whole time. And then that. afterwards I was like, wow, that was wild. Tears. <laughs> like, oh God. Oh, jeez. What's happening? <laughs> I can't believe I watched that before I went to sleep. Not recommended. All right. So, what do you guys think? You guys into scary movies? Um, I'm terrified. I was scared of James and the Giant Peach, and so I can't watch <laughs> oh, like no. any movies. I can't even go to a haunted house. That is so a dark that story, tells you, yeah, it is. Okay, honest. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. But yeah. I watched half of the movie Saw one time, and I was like, I'm done. This is oh, yeah. Well, those are... See, I can watch those when I'm drunk, because I laugh at them the whole time. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Halloween, definitely my favorite holiday. I've had my Halloween decorations up since last year, so they've just stayed. Like, cobwebs, nice. not real ones, but also real ones. <laughs> <laughs> All of it still up. Um, see, my uh, scary movies are more like this uh, Nightmare Before... Nightmare Before Christmas. I say this is Halloween because I dance to it every day. Um, or like Coraline, those yeah. creepy ones. But mm-hmm. ugh, the real ones, they just hit too close mm-hmm. to home sometimes. I'm like, a man is going to jump out from under my bed and kill me. <laughs> and it's just, it's always in my head. I'm like, look, when you're driving into the station at 11 o'clock at night, yes. who knows what's lurking in the That's fog? Very true, Not me. Yes. And I don't want to find out. Mm-hmm. No. That is that is it's fair. Renee, I know you don't like them at all. No. <laughs> I know you're a big advocate for Hocus Pocus. I do oh, love Hocus Pocus. Classic. It's a but, fine movie, but whatever. It's no, oh no, I will. I will watch that. But I will say, this time of the year for me is not all about scary movies. It's about sports. So mm. sports gets my complete and undivided attention. Preach. Football, basketball, whatever else that I can do, <laughs> that gets my undivided attention. That UK game was pretty scary on Saturday. <laughs> it was horrific well, in that second fair. half. Boom, I'm still having boom. nightmares about that. Yes. James. Boom. <laughs> yes. You'll no, see you're yourself exactly out of your So, Carrie, how about you? Okay, Do so you I was a very scared child. Um, I slept with the lights on most of my childhood career. Um, I did <laughs> and Perfect. also with uh, covers over my head because I was a very scared child. The music from HBO that da na 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 that used to scare me because I associated that with the five minutes of Poltergeist that I watched once, <laughs> um, and so that scared me. 
Candyman I watched in high school and was up for a week because that scared the crap out of me. I'm not a huge scary movie fan. I guess I like the Blair Witch Project okay. Um, I don't like torture porn. Yeah. Not into that. <laughs> um, you know, all those 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 uh, hostile movies yeah. and all that crap and saw. the human centipede yeah. pass. Oh. oh, you gotta see it once just to say I saw it. Hard pass. <laughs> no, no, no. I Wikipedia no. that and I was like, that was too much right. for me right um, there. You know, I the Chernobyl diaries, man. I love those I love the Chernobyl I diaries. I hated the way that ended. That was so it's stupid. Goofy. It's goofy. But yeah, and you know, I can't even give blood because I can't have I it just I can't no. See, well, I don't like seeing other people's real blood. That's mm. and like, you know, Freddie and Jason are funny now to me. You know, those are funny, like the campy, the campy '80s <laughs> horror movies. But I tell you what, Black Christmas scarred me for life. No, listen, y'all, that movie. Is wow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend Brett it has like a little production company, and he makes like short horror films or whatever. And he was, like, was it two years ago, maybe? Yeah, because yeah, me was, and Sean went to Pivot and watched He it was him. piloting, like, showing, like, weekly movies at Pivot. So, one night he was like, come to Pivot and I will screen this movie, Black Christmas. I've been wanting you to watch it. It's it's old from the 70s. Isn't it one of his favorite movies of all yeah, time? Yeah, it's yeah. on oh, his yeah. list here. But um, he invited <laughs> me and Carrie and her friend Sean. And we sat there to, like, test out the sound or whatever. And none of us had ever seen it. I loved it. <laughs> she was horrified. I just was speechless. It's almost like a precursor to Halloween, I okay, would say. No. And it's yeah. like the the first whole, like, but the call is got, coming from inside the house. It is. It is. So but good. the social themes yeah. that it has mm. running through it, like abortion yeah, and abort- wow. abortion pro-choice. Yeah. And that it's like, that was what blew my mind. It wasn't necessarily the horror or whatever, There's but the whole subplot, the whole about, subplot about social themes and, yeah. and women's choice and all this stuff was just like... It's Poof. someone going through a sorority house oh, yeah. and like oh. you know, taking them out and one of them is pregnant and <laughs> oh my God. she's fighting with her boyfriend about getting an abortion. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's very... And like, he becomes heavy. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he becomes like a suspect. Anyway, I won't yeah. ruin no, it for people. this is a good tease. Now yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, kind of interested Would recommend. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So... That is that would be on my list of movies I like. Yeah. I I like a good campy horror movie. I'm really into the Sleepaway Camp movies. I recently mm-hmm. watched all three of them. The third one is trash, but the first one <laughs> amazing. Those are good. I like Black Christmas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, the original. Yeah. You know John Larroquette narrated that and never got paid a dime for it. What? He did it for free. Man, the narration is like the best it was, part in the beginning. It was one of his friends, and I guess he was just, Larroquette was still coming up or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, I'll do it, and he's never seen a dime for that. That sucks. I mean, Toby Hooper makes a good film, but I'm really into found footage these days. Like, mm. I don't Blair Witch was fun. I really like Blair Witch scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. We saw it in theaters, <laughs> and that's how old I am. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it scared me. Like I was scared at the end. Nice. But there's a good theory out there now that, that everybody should check out that actually the two guys tricked Heather into going into the woods so they could kill her, and that's what the movie is actually about. Oof. Oh, I think I've read that. I've seen because I read too. a lot about murder. Just. <laughs> That sounded really. really <laughs> nah, there's a no, better way to, do there's a better way to go about that. But you're, you're a true crime junkie. Ah, uh, yes, know. big time, big time. Same. Um, okay, but I have to ask, how do we feel about the OG It? 
Yes, the OG with Tim Curry. I horrified. That was the first scary movie I watched. To this day, clowns Mm -hmm. are not funny. I know, sorry. See, Poltergeist has got what got me on the clowns. When the clown comes to life and tries to strangle the kid and the doll thing. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, the original original sci-fi, or sci-fi, the original miniseries with Tim Curry and... uh, John Boy from the Waltons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that that's that's a good. It's scary. I think it's scary. I, know. I can't. I yeah. can't do clownsy covet because well, of it. She gifted me as a joke some <laughs> clown figurines. Whenever I graduated high school, she's like, "Oh, I got you three hilarious. presents. Open yeah. these two first. Clown <laughs> figurines. <Funny> for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over it, obviously. So what yeah. are, what are our social media people's yeah. say? All right. So on Facebook, there was a long back and forth on Facebook about Hocus Pocus, which. I'm not including in this because it's not a horror <laughs> That's movie. Fun. Half and half. I've seen it once. I don't understand the appeal of the movie. <laughs> Same. Maybe I was just too old it's when it came out. And maybe I'm just too jaded. I don't to enjoy a fun, <laughs> a nice horror movie. I don't know. But I mean, I agree with you. So we, I omitted that one. That was I took that on personally. But um, Brittany said. I'm such a chicken when it comes to scary stuff, but I love scary movies, and Scream movies are my favorite, followed by any of the Halloween movies. Also, Scream 5's in the works to be released next year, so, I mean, I probably won't watch that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Don't sign me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Scream movies are fine. They're not my favorite, but to each their own. Um, Desiree said, Beetlejuice, Ernest Scared Stupid, and Nightmare Before Christmas, which she watches at Christmas time, too. It is a good one. That's all I used to around. watch that all the time. <laughs> Um, my Aunt Ellen said, When a Stranger Calls. Again, mm. suspenseful one. Um, Lindsay <laughs> said, I can handle any scary movie about blood and gore, but I can't handle that paranormal garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garbage right there. Ballad. Paranormal stuff and um, exorcisms. Don't do it for me. No. They're just, mm-hmm. oh, I'm over it. Yeah. The Exorcist is the only good exorcism movie. That's one movie I've never seen and I probably never will. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to. One uh, time. Oh. It lives up to the hype, trust me. I don't think so. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the pertinent scenes and I feel like that's all I need. Oh, probably. Yeah. You can string the rest together. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, she said, I also can't make it through the Amityville horror. Which, uh, it's fine. I almost feel like it was a mockumentary at this point. But. I was forced to watch it one time. Well, I was tricked into watching it. Didn't love it. Aww. Did not love it. But it wasn't the worst. I was like, I might be able to sleep tonight after I watch like a Disney movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to clear the palate yes. before you go to bed, for sure. Um, Cinnamon said, I can't do anything remotely scary. I'm a wimp. Yeah, you are, girl. <laughs> She's my boss. I'll tell her. At least She'll she owns it, though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Matthew said, I have to say Evil Dead is my fave with Nightmare on Elm Street a close second. So both good ones. I enjoy good Evil Dead. And then Chip said The Shining and Sleepy Hollow. I love The Shining. See, okay. Fantastic. But movie. to me, I've, I've rewatched, I, re- I watched The Shining actually recently, the original one now, not the miniseries that was on sci-fi oh, yeah. or whatever, but I don't consider it a scary movie. Like, it's not, it's not horror, it's a psychological it's a thriller. Sense, yeah. It really is because you get, I mean, you get some blood and there's a little bit, of, you know, I mean, obviously the blood that, that gets off the elevator. The oh, <laughs> usually, usually the, uh, the, and it spawned the, one of the greatest Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes ever. I mean, ever. <laughs> You know, oh, usually the blood gets off on the second floor. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not it's psychological. It's, oh, yeah. And I think that's probably why Stephen King hated Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of it, because yeah. it's psychological and not 
super, super scary. Yeah. I would like to read the book, but I think it's like a thousand pages long, and I just don't have the patience for that. Doctor Sleep is awesome. Oh, I need to watch that. No, not the movie, the book. Uh, Both of them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then on Instagram, at Wine and Pop Tarts, which is my horror producer friend, um, (laughs) top five in no particular order because I can't and won't pick one. Truth. Uh, Tremors, Return of the Living Dead, Black Christmas, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Halloween. And he said that these are all the OG ones. It has to go without saying, of course. Of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> I agree with that. Of course. Yeah. I love every single one of those movies. I just recently, this year, watched Tremors for the first time ever. What? Yeah, I know. That's what the reaction everybody else I got. love Tremors. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Kev- it's Kevin Bacon. Okay. Yeah, Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, class. Throwing out some good names right now. Yeah. It is just about a bunch of giant worms that randomly come up and oh. attack attack this like town. desert town. Yeah, yeah. It's worth a watch. That sounds like something that in my head I would turn into like, oh yeah, this could happen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I don't totally know if we feasible. need to dip my toe into that. <laughs> and then at Amazon Goddess Seven, which is Desiree which again, is she had more to add because she also loves horror movies. <laughs> she replied, "Yes, I love the Tremors franchise. There's three, five of." Them. Five or six. I of think them. there's five. There's maybe lot. there's six. I don't know. Too many. I've probably. only seen the first two. Um, I add Fright Night, the Resident Evil trilogy, and The Conjuring, and the '80s version of it. The Conjuring, I straight up just started laughing at it. Was too. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody else was like, "Oh my god, I'm so scared." Yeah, I laughed. It was tough. I laughed out loud in the movie theater at the second one. It turns into claymation at one point. It's so oh. stupid. I was just like, oh my god. That's valid. Anyway, um, at Stained Glass Half Full said Evil Dead, Pandorum, which I've never seen, uh, Krampus, Midsommar. I love that movie. It's so oh, great. I've watched it four times in a row. Uh, <laughs> I wish that wasn't a lie. It, it's true. Uh, Trick or Treat and The Ritual. Okay, Trick or Treat is not a scary movie. Trick or Treat is a movie that freaking rocks. <laughs> It's got it's got <laughs> Skippy from Family Ties in it. It's got Gene Simmons in it, and the whole entire soundtrack <laughs> was done by Fastway, and is freaking awesome. <laughs> Noise. <laughs> I will actually say I've never seen it. It's on my list of ones to see. Like it's not list. it's not scary in the least. It's totally stupid, but the soundtrack is amazing. Noise. <laughs> Okay, and then on Twitter, let's be honest. I'll be honest with everybody. I forgot about Twitter. Until I retweeted last it. Night. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I voted no when it said, "Do you like scary movies?" I said no. I voted no as well. Um, you guys were in the minority because sixty-four, sixty-four percent said yes, and thirty-six percent said no. All right. So good, good. I'm glad Twitter agrees with me. Okay, and so one second here. Um, I wanted to add in like a little tie-in to food at horror movies while we were here doing all the horror movie stuff, and this is a food podcast after all. So, oh crap. That we've commandeered and turned into a yeah. beer podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey. Sorry about it. Hey, that's Sorry. Sorry. Um, here. Um, there we go. Sorry. Technical difficulties on mine. Um, I'm calling this Dangerous Dinners. So I wanted to round out the episode by bringing up the connection between horror and food because whether you've noticed or not, that these two vastly different worlds actually cross paths quite a bit. From sitting down to a nice family dinner in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to frying up some brains with fava beans and a nice Chianti and Silence of the Lambs. That is my one of my top, it may be my favorite movie of all time. 
Silence of the Lambs. That one's... Well, that makes me feel better that I only lasted three minutes. So, (laughs) perfect. Okay, good. Oh, my God. I've seen it so many times. It never gets old. There are a myriad dinner and eating scenes floating around the horror genre. So, I found an article courtesy of foodandwine.com that gives us eight of the best food scenes found in horror movies. So, without further ado, let's sit down and eat. Man, this is going to make me want to (laughs) puke. So... Number eight is um, Cotton Candy from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's a I'm sure fun, that's love this one. a hilarious movie. <laughs> it's it not really scary. is. It's not scary. Dumb. And Brett made me watch it, and I got mad at him because it was I dumb. like Cotton Candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so innocent, <laughs> isn't it? It won't. It won't be anymore after this. <laughs> Cotton Candy, sweet as gold. <laughs> In this silly horror comedy, clown aliens crash land on Earth to wreak havoc on a small town. It's only natural that these intergalactic beings would use the most iconic carnival food to trap the townspeople, cotton candy. On their ship, there are countless cotton candy cocoons and even a popcorn gun. So speaking of popcorn, number seven is Jiffy Pop from Scream. Ah, yeah. iconic in the opening scene. The opening scene is Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, Drew Barrymore's Blonde Bob, and of course the Jiffy Pop burning on the stove while the chill- killer chases our heroine. Oh, yeah, um, steak from Poltergeist. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, a parapsychologist visiting the Freeling's house, moves across the yeah, counter. He goes to eat a steak That's and it starts crawling. Special the effect isn't very special though. So. <laughs> well, it's the eighties. Um, lemonade from Cabin Fever serves as the innocent delivery vehicle for the flesh-eating virus at the end of Cabin Fever. Okay. If you spoiler alert, if you're not seeing that, <laughs> um, it's a good movie. Strawberry Pie from Thinner. I've never seen Thinner. I've never seen Thinner either, but it's based on a Stephen King short story. I do know this. Uh, yes, an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. Lawyer Bill Halleck can only pass off his Thinner curse if he gets someone else to eat a slice of pie. Apples and 28 Days Later. I love those movies, too. Um, When Frank takes an entire bin of Granny Smith apples and irradiates them. And then Fortune Cookies and It. Mm -hmm. Pennywise antagonizes the Losers Club (laughs) while they're having a reunion dinner at a Chinese restaurant. The Fortune Cookies start crawling around the table. Pizza from Nightmare on Elm Street Ford. The Dream Master. Uh, Let's see. Alice dreams she's a local diner and gets an entire pizza. Unfortunately, the meatball pizza has the faces of her friends in it. Not funny, Freddie. Was that Dream Warriors? That was... Dream Master. Dream Master. Okay. Dream Warriors is the third one. Okay, because I wanted to sing, With the Dream Warriors. I actually kind of like the Dream Warriors. (laughs) It's a good Dawkins song. It is a good song. I didn't know that's who sang it. Dawkins. Rockin' with Dawkins, baby. Rockin' with Dawkins. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're nearing the end here. This is where I talk about what we've been drinking. I've been awake for so many hours, and I didn't want to fall asleep. So I had a rain energy drink. So I'll be up the rest of the night. <laughs> Yay! Perfect. Yeah! <laughs> Watching horror movies. So I'm drinking um, the Keeneland Fall Ale, which is a pale ale from Country Boy. It's nice and crisp and only sits at 5.5%, so it's very drinkable. And so in honor of National Coffee Day and because I work at 10 p.m. tonight, I got a cold brew shaker from Chocolate Holler in Lexington. And it literally is like coffee, milkshake, deliciousness. And again, I don't like sweets, but as you can see, I drank the entire thing. (laughs) It's delicious. Nice. What are you drinking right now? I have a cherry Sprite. I haven't had one in a while and I think it's delicious. It looks very Mm -hmm. Christmassy. Well, Christmas is my favorite, so. 
That is true. <laughs> on brand. <laughs> what are you drinking? Okay. I don't know. Lots of stuff. Fangs. <laughs> uh, this Mad Tree Ramble On, which I think has become my new favorite locale IPA. Okay. The Oney, um, which is probably my second favorite I locale like IPA. And then, you know, just a blind draw out of the beer fridge there, uh, as I want to do in the middle of this podcast, uh, <laughs> from New Belgium, the their Voodoo Ranger line. Higher Plain IPA, Hazy Imperial IPA. This is uh, 8.5%, so Ooh. thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't be strong. drinking that one. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was a really fun show, yeah, you guys. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming awesome. on. Tell everybody where we can find you online real quick. Well, at the Brewers Daughters on Instagram, and that's pretty much it, because we can't go on Facebook, because Nana, sweet Nana, we don't want her to see. Um, And we're not on Twitter really either, but we have our personal Twitters, which is mine's at it's kmat, I-T-S-K-M-A-T-T. And mine is at the real catmat56, because I got locked out of my original catmat56 Twitter handle. Huge debacle, can't get a hold of anybody. Twitter kind of sucks sometimes, so. Isn't that the truth? All right, well, you can find our podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Hungry and KY. You can, we talk about it on Facebook too under our Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. You can email us at hungryandky at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can listen to us anywhere fine podcasts are found. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't steal your trademarked phrase, but we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play podcast. We're on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever the other ones are, a whole bunch of different. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can probably find us. Right. Yes. So, where we find our blog at, Renee? Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram under Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. We have, are on Twitter at BB and Eats, and our website is bbneats.com. Cool. Where about how much you carry? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Where do we find this fantastic mess? Well, at? first of all, if you're not if you're not following this me on me, you know, because I run the Twitter account on Twitter, what are you doing with your life, especially on Saturdays? It yes. is a great follow on Saturdays at, at, GR, at GRLS oh, Beer yes. Sports because uh, yeah, I get uh, I get uh, I have fun. <laughs> I can tell. I'll just say that uh, I have fun on Saturdays. Yeah, at GRLS Beer Sports. I don't know. We have a we have an email, girlsbeersports at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a website that had been updated in uh, over two years because I'm lazy. Um, we have a bunch of places where we're on. Not Amazon, thanks. <laughs> uh, but no, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Everywhere good podcasts are free. <laughs> well, Carrie, um, speaking of girls' beer sports, I'm saving a peanut butter and jelly beer for you all. Whenever, <gasps> oh, we, yeah, okay, we'll make, we'll make that happen. That. Yes, yes. yes. It's our classic OLB nice. staple beer. Ooh. Nice. I've been saving it. I so. can't. I can't wait. Awesome. <laughs> no, that'll be fun. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky, and as always, stay hungry, Kentucky. Mm-hmm.